Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time as we are talking Week 10 in the National Football League. Uh, joining me today is uh, Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am very well, thank you. All right, great to have you back on the show. And rounding out our trifecta, as always, is his brother, Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? Doing all right. Ready to go. Let's talk about uh, actually kind of a, a nice week. I like this week. Yeah, Good I week. do. Uh, a lot of fun games. There's not a lot of... Uh, it's not too many bad games. Uh, I'm going to say right off the hop, though, Craig, because for the first time, I know we declared new Scott Hansen rules last week, but I'm going to add a one-week addendum to this because for the first time since we've been doing the podcast, we have, or at least as far as I can remember, there are more 4 o'clock games than there are 1 o'clock games. So I'm going to need you to pick a Scott Hansen game for both the 1 o'clock and uh, for the early afternoon and the late afternoon. Well, you and I didn't talk about this before, but I'm 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 prepared for what you just said. I awesome. I already yeah I'm I'm already I prepared. You would be. I figured you would be. Um, yeah, I, I it's it's a good. It's slide. a weird schedule. It's a very weird schedule because this is the the first week where the COVID. I, I think there's a COVID game in this week. I believe the Chargers Dolphins game is like a co is a COVID switch or something like that, which is why it's at four instead of one because Miami usually plays at one. But uh, whatever. What are you gonna do? Um. We're about halfway through the season, so let's uh, update how we're doing here. Week 10, here are the records so far. Uh, I'm in first place right now, 27-18. and Uh, It should be 28-17. and Got hosed a little bit in that Chargers game, but what are you going to do? Bill. Anthony Lynn owes you some money. Oh, boy. We're going to have a little discussion about him when we get to the Chargers with with his late-game decisions. I believe Andy Reid has firmly passed the torch to him because, my God. Uh, Bill, 23-21-1, above 500. Craig, you got some work to do. You're having a terrible year. 15-29-1. Ooh. Oof. Yeah, back-to-back. You're 1-9 in the last two weeks. So let's uh, let's have, let's finish strong and have a nice back back half, see if you can get above 500 for the, for, for the, before the season's over. Um who are the bye week teams this week? I forgot to look this up. Look at this bad podcasting by me. Uh, well, Kansas City Chiefs are one of them. Atlanta Falcons are uh, on a bye week as well, and so are the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, the the New York Jets aren't winning this week either because they're on bye. Yeah. So yeah, the Jets. We don't need to talk about them. Kansas City. Uh, the only thing we needed to say about Kansas City is, uh, man, they are very good and probably going to win the Super Bowl. And I think Mahomes is the MVP. I don't. Uh, I know. I know people want to talk a lot about. Uh, they they want to talk nonsense about uh, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, who's very good, but is. Uh, well, I don't- nonsense i think that there's a there's a legitimate case to be made that russell wilson i don't think well, I, I think the interceptions he's gonna I think have to that, throw I, it way too much the interceptions are going to be there by the time the season's over for, i think that Mahomes me, is but, probably the guy but i yeah. I, I, I that uh uh it's entirely conceivable that wilson finishes second in the voting and that's yeah a legitimate... and yeah you're right i was a little strong with the nonsense there but like not i i should have referred for nonsense more with the kyler murray stuff kyler murray's been great but come on now he's not the mvp josh allen getting a lot of buzz for Okay, sure, whatever, but no. And uh, and your boy Dalvin Cook, Bill, and I'm just, I don't know. I, I realize that we have to have the obligatory non-quarterback position discussion, but come on now, like uh, Dalvin Cook. We've had this about the Minnesota Vikings running back before. It's not true. the first time. <laughs> Very true, but that was that was an all-time season that Peterson put yes. in that one year. So, I, I like, I, Dalvin Cook is great. He's going to be the best player in fantasy football, but come on now, he's not the most valuable player in uh, in. Well, isn't the, the if, if the candidate from that division like Aaron Rodgers has twenty four touchdowns and two picks? He's got a quarterback rating yeah. of one seventy. Exactly, he's not he's not even the most viable candidate in, in that division. And people are talking uh, about Rodgers enough, which you'll never hear me say because I hate Aaron Rodgers. But uh, yeah, I don't think Rodgers is getting enough talk. Couldn't, couldn't Rodgers be second in that MVP race? Absolutely, behind he could. Mahomes right now Rod- though twenty five picks, one one Rodgers, interception. Yeah, Rodgers could be first from the perspective of Kansas City's defense is at least passable. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rodgers knows, well, if we don't score 30 this week, we probably lose. Yeah. Packers' schedule is pretty soft, though. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But they've they've had that every week where, yeah, if we don't score 30, we're probably not going to win. True. So I I just think that there's some value in, oh, yeah, you you have to go out and score 30. In fact, 
they have managed to lose every football game in which they do not score 30, and they have managed to win every football game in which they do. I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. I just, I, I think Mahomes should be, Mahomes is also not getting enough talk right now because it's, uh, apparently it's not sexy enough to pick Patrick Mahomes anymore despite the 25 touchdowns and one interception. I think, I think people are trying to, it's, it's the, I, I, I think I like as, as when I see this conversation, I generally think that people are saying, well, yeah, Mahomes is probably going to win again. So, mm-hmm. Fair. um, yeah. As he should, as of right, as of us having this conversation right now, yeah. still plenty of time for uh, for for people to get after it. But uh, as of right now, I think if you voted for anyone besides Mahomes at number one, it's probably a little bit shameful. But my uh, uh, my preseason MVP pick is not going to come through. Who's you have? I had the Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. Uh, my... Yeah, I mean, he certainly. Put I think, I think numbers, there's a chance but... that I think that there's a chance that could have happened if uh, we lived in a different world where he didn't have that horrible injury. But... Yeah, they would have needed to start putting together some W's, which they certainly could have if he was still there. But uh, does it just seems like the year from hell for the uh, for the Cowboys, who are Pretty also big. on by this week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, let us discuss Week Ten in the National Football League. The first game. This week, Thursday nighter, the Indianapolis Colts are heading to take on the Tennessee Titans. Great football game. Colts offense isn't fun to watch very much, though. I mean, I mean, not two particularly sexy offenses to watch, I would say, despite the fact Tennessee's third overall. It's not exactly like, whoa, check out these guys. You know, yeah. like, 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 no, it's a 13-minute yeah. drive that ends in seven or three yeah. every time. Exactly, well, yeah. you get you get a you get a big play to Brown from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I would like I know this is going to be hot takey. I don't even know if it's hot takey because I'm 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 saying my 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 own personal favorite. I think Brown's my favorite receiver to watch in the league right now. He is. He reminds me so much of Andre Johnson, the way he just the way he bodies guys up and it, like it's not flashy uh, it's just, and stuff, the right? Strength, the strength, but yeah. yeah. Like he, it's not like he's out running people all the time. He's good with the ball in his hands after the catch as far as, like, mm-hmm. where am I going with this? But Same with Andre it, Johnson, yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah. It's, it, I think they're very similar players, and obviously great in the red zone as well, but I really believe that 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 if I, if I were to pick a wide receiver, that, okay, this is the guy, you know, you're watching his all-22 film uh, every week for the, the the entire season. You have to watch one receiver's all-22 film. I think I would pick A.J. Brown. I just I love watching that guy. So that's that's something that's exciting about the Titans offense. But yeah, it's just a, it's a well-designed offense that is predicated on, hey, we're going to either give it to Derrick Henry or pretend we are. And he, like you know, if we give it to Derrick Henry, he's going to be able to make something happen or we might pretend we're giving it to Derrick Henry and get somebody open. Those are the things that we might do. Uh, Bill, you asked me an interesting question about this game, and I want you to ask it again right now uh, for Craig, because it, it's it's a great question. Um, I, I was thinking, when was the last time we had two winning records on a Thursday night? Oh, geez. Hey, that's a great question. I, I wanted that's... him to throw that out well, there. Well, Niners Packers last week was two winning records, but the Niners were just so decimated that every, oh no, sorry. Niners were 500 going into that game. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. So technically uh, not a winning record, uh, but like not two teams below, not yeah. one team below. We would have but... with Bill's Chiefs, but that didn't wind up happening on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, we did with Buccaneers and Bears, but that wasn't a game that people were super excited about, even though the underdog won. So uh, it, it does happen. I mean, it's, it, it, it has happened, mm-hmm. but it is not a regular occurrence that we have two good teams on Thursday night football. I think that much is fair to say. And uh, we have th- this week and next week. We have Cardinal Seahawks next week. So we're on a little bit of a run here. Nice. Excellent. Uh, Colts sixth in DVOA, Tennessee twelfth. A little bit. I would expect Tennessee to be a little bit higher, but that special teams is is dragging them down. They're ranked thirtieth in the league right now in special teams. Uh, this game opened up at Titans minus two. Uh, you guys will be delighted to hear that this game is currently a pick'em. We have a pick'em Thursday night game. Craig, how do you feel? I like the Titans. Mm-hmm. I just think they're better. I like. I like the Colts get, when they were hitting two. Yeah, I, I, if it's a pick 'em and I get the home team on a Thursday, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the home team. Mm-hmm. I, I like the Colts when they were getting the two. I liked them last week against the Ravens because the public was just so on the Ravens and the Ravens were on the road and the offense hasn't looked that good. But yeah, like and let's like you know put out a, a search warrant for the Baltimore Ravens offense because like what the hell is going on there? They were like the most fun team to watch. Anytime they had the ball last year, it was like must watch TV. And now it's 
plotting and boring and what the hell is happening. I don't know what's going on with the Ravens. I, I think teams have just figured some things out, and now the Ravens have to readjust. If that yeah, makes. let's hope so. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm closer to picking the Titans now with when it was the pick em. I thought the Colts were the play. Obviously, the Sharps feel the set, felt the same way because they came in hard on the Colts and moved the line two points. Uh, Titans-Colts currently a pick em, Bill. Love the Titans here. I, I, I'm not that high on the Colts. I, their defense has been intimidating, no doubt. But, like, I think they've played one team in the top 15 in DVOA this year. Like, mm. they have not had a very intimidating schedule. Uh, the Vikings are the best offense they played this year. And the Vikings, at the very least out of the gate, did not look great. Um, give me the Titans here. Mm. All right. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. I think it's Titans for me as, as it's currently a pick em. Uh Colts, man. They've got 22nd in offense. They, they've got one of the worst offenses to, to just to watch, man. It's, it's, I don't know. Yes. It rivers is, is it's bad. Like that Taylor is Taylor's pretty good, except when he puts the ball and he, man, he puts the ball on the ground in, in some, some bad. It's weird to say that a first quarter fumble might've cost his team a football game <laughs> last week, but it might've, they were crushing. The, the Ravens. Yeah, and, you get up big against Baltimore. That changes sort of some of the things they have yeah. to do. That was that was a bad fumble. And I, I, I like, you know, I obviously Jonathan Taylor was uh, extremely well known at Wisconsin. Uh, he was a Heisman candidate type of guy at Wisconsin. And uh, I, I thought that things would be a little bit better for him. I just thought that the Colts offensive line in general would be a little better. They've been banged up because Downs was missed some time. But I thought the Colts offensive line in general would be better and he'd have more holes. Yeah, and yeah. right now, the most successful thing that they're doing is throwing the ball to tight ends and running backs. That's the that's the most successful thing the Colts offense does right now. And Taylor's had a couple good receiving games. But, um, yeah, it's just not the offense that I thought it was going to be. Um, and, you know, we, we see it in the, the, the numbers, certainly. So I, I, I like the Titans in this game. I think they're better. And I think that what Bill said is absolutely right about the, the fact that the Colts haven't really had a ton of uh, – of great offenses to go against. So I think that once, you know, dealing with Derrick Henry and then, okay, you can't put eight in the box because they've got too many good guys on the outside. I I, I think the Titans score enough points to win. So give me the home team on a Thursday. It's my, my long way of saying that. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, moving on to the one o'clock games in Sunday afternoon. First up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off the losing end of a Sunday night football drubbing. I'd never seen a game like that. According to DVOA, the New Orleans Saints played the first ever perfect game of football. Take that for <laughs> take that for what it is. I don't know exactly how you rate that, but watching that game, damn sure looked like New Orleans Saints were playing a perfect game of football because, holy God. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're heading to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Uh, the Buccaneers are currently minus five. This line's been doing a little bit of bouncing around. This line opened up at minus four and a half, then got bet up to Tampa Bay minus five and a half, and has now came back down half a point to minus five. So I think the Sharps bet it. I think the Sharps bet the Bucks at minus four and a half to get it to five and a half, and then I think the public came back in heavy on the Panthers at the five and a half. So Vegas is just hoping that they kind of don't get middled in this game. Uh, if this game ends Bucks minus five, they're going to be in trouble. Uh, or uh, if they yeah, have the Bucks win by exactly five points, Vegas is going to be in trouble. I like the Bucks at minus four and a half. They're going to be one of my five if you guys want it. Uh, the Panthers, I know they're at home. I know we normally like a, a, a home dog that's pretty good on offense. McCaffrey is going to be out for this game. He came back for one week. And I feel like the Panthers played – they had a very good game despite the fact that they lost – to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, but I think I think they played some very good football. We were all oh, on them last week. Yeah, yeah, we were all on them last week when they were getting eleven. We 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 laughed at that one and took it. And at no point was that a sweat. The Panthers, I like I they, they had no point in that football game. Uh, we'll talk, about that. talk about the game for a sec. They they came out. They 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 had the ball first against Kansas City. They had an eight and a half minute drive and scored a touchdown. Yeah, you can't do better than that against the Chiefs. No, that's phenomenal yeah. stuff. The Bucks, however, as we said, 
pretty much the worst performance by a team that you would consider a Super Bowl contender in a primetime game like that. I know there's a lot of weird friction in the Bucks. I know they're having a lot of weird so – they just brought in Antonio Brown, who celebrated a first down catch uh, when he was down 28-3 to in the fourth quarter. I know that uh, it, there's just a lot of weird stuff going on there. I just think New Orleans might have their number, and I expect the Bucks to come out here and – and really take it to the Panthers, and I, I think they're going to win this game and, and, and win it big after that embarrassing game. Bill, what do you say? Bucks currently minus five. I think that you don't bet against a pissed-off Tom Brady. Um, I'll take the Bucks here. I, I think he's going to come – they're going to come back pretty strong. Uh, Craig Needles, Bucks minus five in Carolina. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on Tampa as well. Yeah, this is, this is going to be one of my five. I, I agree with Bill. Uh, I think they're going to be ticked off. I think they're going to want to come out and uh, show what happened was a fluke. I have a feeling that's not the last time we see Buck Saints this year, by the way. I think we're going to see that again. Oh, you think an NFC championship game, maybe? I think, uh, or maybe before that, but yeah. I, oh, think yeah. That's on I would, oh, I, I want those. That, I, honestly, there's no playoff matchup I want more than, than Buck Saints. Just, I, I want that, I want that trilogy. Like, I need to ha- need it, got to have it, want it. Uh, Bucks are second in DVOA. Where is Carolina? Carolina's 16th. So Carolina's middling a little bit. Bucks obviously drop. First time in a few weeks they've been out of the number one slot. But, you know, playing the worst game ever according to DVOA will do that to you. Uh, next up, the Houston Texans are heading into Cleveland to take on the Browns. Uh, quick trivia question for you guys. More wins this season as a starting quarterback, Deshaun Watson or Mitch Trubisky? Is the answer? Yeah, the answer is Mitch Trubisky. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cleveland Browns minus three. Uh, I, I think this is a spot where uh, I would feel comfortable. I don't say this too often. I would feel comfortable taking the Browns as the uh, as the usual three point home dog. Bill, what do you say? Browns minus three against the Texans. Whew. Um. Yeah, I guess the Browns here. The Texans just have done nothing to inspire any confidence. I mean, Cleveland hasn't really either, but they've they've played mediocre football, which I think is going to be good enough to beat uh, Houston at home. Give me Cleveland. Uh, Houston ranked higher in DVOA. They're 18th. Cleveland is 23rd. However, I like the Browns coming off the bye week. Uh, Texans just got a win in a weird game against the Jaguars. Where uh, where uh, Jake Luton, Luton Free, they've been calling him. Uh, that's as far as nicknames go. It's clever. It's cleverer than we we normally do with like the A rods and the whatnot. So I don't mind looting free. But uh, yeah, I, I I like the Browns coming off the bye getting and they're allegedly getting Nick Chubb back this week. So I I, I think they're gonna win this game and cover the three. What do you think, Craig? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm on the Browns. Mm-hmm. Browns right. na- Browns narrowly missed my five this week. I think. Uh. The fact that the Texans might get a top 10 pick while having a franchise quarterback on their roster and then not get to use it because Miami owns the pick. Yeah. That's insane to me. That is like, I just, that like the management's terrible. And this is something that I found to be fascinating. And, and this is like Adam Schefter tweeted today that the, the Texans, uh, fired their, uh, their head of PR. So this that person female, that, right. I can't remember yeah, her name. It. Yeah. 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 So and and I just saw the people of you know the, the football analyst Twitter was just not even, not even football analyst Twitter but like you know beat writer Twitter was just apoplectic about this mm-hmm. and and so I you know this I, I obviously I, I don't deal with Texans PR a lot so I don't really know the the quality of this woman's work but um, I, I I was just when you're making decisions in the PR department bad enough that. NFL Twitter, um, you know, reporters are flipping out on you. And essentially, like, these are people that typically don't inject their opinion into analysis, but they're doing that. Um, I I was just, I I was very, very, I'm not going to say surprised because the Texans do dumb things, but the fact that it was such an egregious decision that these uh, beat writers are saying, like, what the hell's the matter with you? Yeah. And of course, there's like the, the the Texans fans and the mentions that are like, well, she couldn't have been that good at her job if they uh, if they fired her. And I responded to one of them like, well, DeAndre Hopkins is pretty good at his job. 
<laughs> and like, they shipped him out of town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you I mean, don't have a leg to stand on there, Texans fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we shouldn't be judging the the uh, the organization on it uh, on uh, as as knowing what they're doing here because they didn't think DeAndre Hopkins is good at football. Uh, I I have a different opinion. I think DeAndre Hopkins is very very good at football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I just yeah the the Texans organization is look I don't know if it's the worst in football right now as far as just being an absolute train wreck for bad decisions, but it's on the list. Yeah, for sure. Like, like who's who, who's the worst organization? And, and, like, the only reason why they're not the Jets is because they're lucky enough to already have a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I would rather, and I know that the, the Texans have the franchise quarterback. I might rather be the Jets right now from the perspective of not only do you have your own draft capital, which might result in the acquisition of Trevor Lawrence, but you have Seattle's draft capital for the next couple of years as well. At least their high-end draft capital. The Texans are struggling here, and I just don't know what they do to fix it. Like, if, if you look at this roster, you look at where the money's committed, you go to their over-the-cap page, and you're thinking to yourself, what do I do with this? If, if you were, if, if you were, whoever the next person is is running the Texans, how do I fix this mess that Bill O'Brien created? And I truly don't know the answer to it. Can't. There's no. There's it's, no short-term fix for the Texans. But like, doesn't the? Isn't it? You trade Watson and start over. I know that yeah. sounds insane, but don't you have to do that? Yeah, I think so. You can't. You don't trade him this year, though. You might have to trade him halfway after the end of next year. But like, if 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 they called me up and they said, Matt Pierce, you're running the Houston Texans tomorrow. First off, I hire a bunch of like analytical staff that I trust. And then uh, I say to myself, listen, guys, we are so screwed for the next two years. There's nothing we can do about it. We, so we have to have this serious discussion about trading Watson. And uh, well, whether or not tear down the studs anyway, and Watson's mm-hmm. going to be so pissed off if you're doing that with two of his prime years yeah. that he's going to want that anyway. Yeah. And like, you so can't, you can't you tear it down. Get- you just have to, you just have to swim through the crap till you start getting your first round draft picks back. That's, yeah. that's all yeah. it is. There's nothing you can do. It's, it's, it's shameful. Uh, yeah. What they've done in, 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 te- if in Houston there, it's, it's bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, now, on the Amy Palachich thing, mm-hmm. um, when did this happen because she tweeted out a supportive message about Kamala Harris becoming vice president elect? Let's hope not. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, 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 I try I, not I, to be I, political. I try not to be political on this podcast, and I, I don't give out which way I lean one way or the other because A, who cares? And B, I, like, that is, you know, for my eyes only as far as I'm concerned. But if someone cares to share that opinion, and you fire them because of that, then fuck you, is what Matt yeah. Pierce says, right? Yeah. Like, either way, uh, yeah, on, on either side. Uh, J.J. Watt at his newser today decided to take a few minutes and talk about uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, that that it, it was a, you know, it's a really big loss for us and bad decision. When you mm-hmm. say, like, when you say, and the, the, the official Texans line was she doesn't fit our culture. Starting to think that he that might or be a compliment she, to her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm starting to think that when the Texans say he or she doesn't fit our culture, be it DeAndre Hopkins, be it Amy Paltrich or whoever, that I think that says more about the culture than it does anything else. Oh, yeah, it's institutional. It's institutional. Yeah. It's, and it's, and here's the other thing I'll say, just on a last politics note. Like I, I'm not saying they traded DeAndre Hopkins because of his politics. I have no idea. But DeAndre Hopkins is also the guy that uh, was photographed on Twitter when there was a uh, Donald Trump a support Donald Trump parade in Arizona, weaving in and out of the parade and giving everyone double barrel middle fingers for driving a car. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> which, like, let's be honest, is pretty cool. Yeah. And the one, the one, the one person tweets uh, at Hop Ten, "Was this you uh, giving double barrel middle fingers to the Trump train?" And he responds, "Yeah, it was me. What of it?" Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. anyway, uh, <laughs> feel free to but, at me, bro. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like. Hey, Hey, I'm accusing you of doing something. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely did that. Like, anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, <laughs> whether it's awesome or not, you know, you can, uh, it's in the eye of the beholder. But the, the story is the, the, the Texans culture appears to be the problem, not the people who uh, do not fit the Texans culture. It's a very long-winded way of us saying we're taking the Cleveland Browns. Minus yeah, the yeah sorry. I, yeah. I got off on, on a Houston right. Texans, but like you, like yeah, to they be, deserve it. Then you deserve it to be this bad when you have a franchise quarterback in his prime. You almost can't do that in the NFL in 2020. It's almost impossible to be this bad while having a franchise quarterback in his prime. And here we are. 
All right, next up, Jacksonville Jaguars are heading to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Packers coming off a bye week, if I remember correctly. I don't remember seeing Aaron Rodgers play last week. Yeah, yeah, they're coming yeah, they're, off a bye no, week. They're on Thursday night against the 49ers. Oh, right. So, yeah, so they've got super super rest. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville uh, didn't win but got a nice little cover that we uh, predicted against the aforementioned Texans last week. Uh, Packers are length 13. Normally I like a high line like this. Uh, getting the points, but I gotta say the extra rest for the Packers. The Jaguars just aren't that good. Man, the Packers defense isn't that good. I mean, to me, this is if you're a compulsive type, you gotta take the Jaguars. But as far as I'm concerned, this is uh, stay away from Matt Pierce, and I probably won't be betting on this game this week. Packers minus 13. Bill, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I'm the same there. I'm not ready to lay 13 with the Packers, but I, I'm not betting on the Jags to cover this one. So I, I'd like to stay away from this one. Um, but I. Th- think if i had to choose a side it would probably be the packers i feel like okay. they will be able to rhythmically dissect jacksonville on a regular basis and i think they're going to score a lot of points just worry about that back door let me just look ahead and see the the packers are the colts next week on the road so i i'd say there's a little bit of potential for a look ahead game for the packers there uh what do you make of this one though uh, craig packers minus 13 i i think i'm going to take the jaguars okay um only because, look, obviously the Packers' offense is, uh, is is one of the two or three best in the NFL, no question there. I just think that you can't trust this defense mm. with that kind of spread. So I, like, you know, Bill mentioned the backdoor cover. That's absolutely in play here, just because the defense is just generally bad. Like, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's a really, like, it's, it's pretty incredible that they should have known that this was a bad defense coming into the season, and they didn't do enough to fix it. And I know, like, it just, it's uh, its not a good situation. They're second in DVOA on offense. They're second, uh, third third for the pass, uh, ninth for the run. It's uh, its a really good, it's its a great its a great offense. And, and Rodgers is playing as well as he ever has, which is saying something. Because Aaron Rodgers is probably got to be a top 10 quarterback of all time. But it was malpractice to go into the season just hoping that the exact same group of players on defense was going to be fine because it's not. Because like the the Vikings expose the plan, run it. That's how you win. Like just just run the football. Yeah. And yeah. The, if the Niners had their players this past week on Thursday night, the Packers might have found a way to lose that game. Um. So I don't think the Packers are losing this week. I, I don't think that's happening at all. I just do not trust this defense when you have to give up essentially two touchdowns. I don't trust them. Yeah, the play's got to be on the Jaguars, but I just I think there's better spots right this week that you don't have to hope for a backdoor cover against uh, using the Jaguars. So uh, probably some better spots out there. Uh, next up, the Washington football team is heading to Detroit to take on my beloved Detroit Lions, who we're on. No, they lost to your Vikings. Your Vikings ran all over them there, Bill. That's what happened. Blocked that out of my yeah. head. That's why I thought they were on a bye. Um, no, uh, Detroit Lions already had their bye. It was like week four. Uh, this game currently has no line because I don't think we know who's playing quarterback for the football team uh, yet. Craig, do you have any uh, lines on any of the uh, the offshore accounts that you kind yeah. of look at? Or? Actually, I usually have that uh, page up, but I don't have it up right now. I'm going to look it up for you right now, though. Yeah, we can uh, yeah either way. Uh, does it matter? Like, is there a big difference between 2020 Alex Smith and 2020? Like, I guess it's Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins because because Allen had surgery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I I don't know if there's a big difference for me. I think that Al, the Alex Smith thing is a very cool story, mm-hmm. but I don't know if Alex Smith's an effective NFL quarterback anymore. Uh, Giants. Uh, Washington is giving up a field goal. Really? So the Lions are getting three at home. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at last week's. I'm looking at last week's uh, spreads. Excuse me. I, uh, say, I, I, had, I had that. That's the line against the Giants from the previous week. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One I second. I took them and they did not come through for me. And the Giants last week, <laughs> and that game sucks because, and I, I feel like I was right because the Giants. I mean, obviously I wasn't wrong. I was. I wasn't right because I was very wrong. But uh, I think I wrote a stat that the Giants were the first team to have four turnovers and only win a game by three. <laughs> Uh, well, the Giants are... They're very bad. And, and like, Alex Smith had the ball. Now, one of those turnovers was at the end of the game to seal it, so that they didn't really go on a drive with that, but but still, right? Like, Alex Smith had the ball with uh, with down three and then immediately threw a pick, which sucked. Um, Lions, Lions favored by, uh, by three and a half. 
Now, is there some question as to? Yeah, is there some question as to uh, Matt Stafford's status for this week? I don't think so. I, like he, uh, he he played last week. Oh, I guess with the concussion. Yeah, but yeah, he had the concussion at yeah. the end of the game. So well, perhaps quickly, that's another reason why why this line is uh, is a little bit funny. Yeah, uh, true. Because we don't necessarily uh, know. Yeah. So and, and most books are not offering it. But if you find a book that's offering it, it's going to be Lions minus three and a half. See, I don't like that half I, point hook. Right? That I mean, yeah, yeah, that line feels to me though as are they expecting that the lions are going to have chase Daniel at quarterback with that line? Maybe. I don't know. It looks like he, uh, four hours ago, the Detroit free press, uh, just saying Matt Stafford quote, ah, feeling awesome after weekend COVID-19 protocol. That was four hours ago from the Detroit free press. All right. Well, if he feels awesome, then he's probably going to play. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, either way, um, I, yeah, I, I, I think I want the lions. I, I don't know. The half of the, the, the hook is, is what uh, I don't like there. What do you think on this one, Bill? I guess if the Lions are getting three and a half. Yeah, I think I like the Lions here. They sh- If Stafford's playing. I, I mean, yeah. Stafford plays. I'm all about the Lions here. I, I think you can chuck it on Washington, and that's exactly what Detroit likes to do. Um, you don't have Stafford here, though, and I would uh, I'd want to take the points. Now, we have enough evidence with these guys that because there have been two or three high-profile players that have been put on the COVID-19 reserve list on, uh, you know, early in the week, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, or Thursday, or one of those. And then they do play, they, they do end up testing negative and then playing on Sunday, but they've gone out there on Sunday and just stunk it up. Like the, the So, obviously, the not practicing through a week, and who'd have thunk that, right? The, the not practicing throughout the week is obviously a hindrance in that. Yeah, and that will come up later when we discuss another football game, but uh, yeah, we're going to move on. Uh, Last game of the 1 o'clock slate, the Philadelphia Eagles are heading to New York to take on the Giants in another classic NFC East matchup, or NFC Least as most people are calling it these days. Uh, The Eagles are getting three and a half. The hook on this one is just God, man. I mean, you're supposed to take the Giants, but I can't. I can't watch Danny Dimes play like that and it's just getting the hook and everything too god i hate it stay away uh uh, so stay away from me too uh because i can't do it for this game Mm -hmm. uh i I meant to say it when we were talking about earlier but it's one of my two Mm -hmm. comes to lions versus washington football team scott hansen do not show that game yeah obviously the we uh, if, you, if you weren't listening last week we we banned because obviously the eagles giants is, is perma scott any 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 nfc east matchup uh this week uh or uh, in perpetuity is a perma scott hansen game so we're trying to be a yeah, little bit it's better banned. it's banned from being my scott hansen game yeah um so yeah washington detroit but, that makes sense well, but detroit, like you know obviously washington's in the nfc east but it's not two nfc east teams so i can still use it yeah yeah, uh, uh, yeah, no, I will take uh, I will. That will be my Scott Hansen game. As for this particular football game, I do not want to watch it. No, uh, I want no part of this. So. Ugh, um, Giants, I guess, I guess. Yeah, it, I think it's you're getting an Giants. extra half point. I think if it's the Giants. So yeah, just keep... don't bet on this game. Uh, Phil or sorry, Bill, anything else to add on Philadelphia versus the the New York Giants? Not really bad game. Don't watch it. I. I... I kind of think Philly's a better team, so I like Philly here, uh, even with the points. Um, but, yeah, no interest in this one. Let's see what DVOA has to say about this. Philadelphia is 28th, and the New York Giants are 25th. So, uh, yeah, not great. The uh, NFC East, the top DVOA team is the Washington football team at 24. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mentioned the Athletic Football Podcast, uh, when they were talking about how many teams that are currently in last place in their division would win the NFC East this season? Niners, yes. Even with all the injuries, I would st- I would still their infrastructure is enough for me to. Oh, the, the, or the Falcons or Panthers in last place? Doesn't matter because the answer is yes, no matter which one it is. Yeah, either one of those two teams. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Char- NFC NFC North, yes. Uh, is it Detroit or uh, is it, oh no Minnesota's not last anymore because they beat Detroit. Either way, I don't care whether it's the Lions or Vikings. The answer yeah. is yes. Yeah, the answer is uh, yes there. Yeah. Um, in the uh, AFC South, Jaguars probably not. I don't think there's a single team in the NFC in the AFC not named the New York Jets. That so the New York Jets are probably the only one, right? The Bengals, I think, would win the uh, NFC East. I, do, I think I, the, I believe that the Jaguar. The Jaguars is the argument. Yeah, 
You could argue the Jaguars, but for the purposes of this ex- this exercise that uh, that you've given me, the only team that I am comfortable saying no is the New York Jets. Yeah, that's that's the NFC only team I would definitively say no. If you put them in the the NFC East, they could not win it. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Not, <laughs> not not great over there in the NFC East. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're heading over to the 4 o'clock slate for a much, much better football game. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers coming off of two just devastating losses in a row that came down to walk-off scenarios. They're heading to Miami to take on the Dolphins. And to uh, Tagovailoa, who nice. was – I think I finally got that. Uh, yeah, that, man. Ooh, all right. Hopefully, um, man, he was really good. He, he, like, obviously everybody's worried about him. They didn't really take the reins off in week eight uh, and and let him do stuff. That but was a really great football game. Yeah, it, it, so it was, was a game really of the week, wasn't it? Game. Yeah, that that was a really fun football game to watch. That was it, really good. I obviously I had the Dolphins and I needed the Dolphins to salvage a two and three week. Although I also had them on a bunch of tickets that were involving money, but for the purposes of this podcast, I needed them to salvage a two and three. After like five minutes earlier, I got hosed on the uh, on, on the Chargers thing with the horrible play calling. Um, and timeout usage. Don't forget that. Oh god, and the timeout usage and the just like. Getting, not getting up to the line fast enough. I, I, there, there's so much to discuss about the Chargers. Um, I'll say, when Zane Gonzalez, though, I, I don't know if you guys did this, but obviously I had Dolphins plus the, plus the six. They were up three, so the only way I lose this is if the Cardinals get it to overtime and then do that. I mean, I was, probably, I was more or less safe, but at the same time, you're like, Cardinals either score a touchdown or don't score at all, right, for me, right? Just to really put it away so when Zane Gonzalez lined up for the field goal I'm like great now I'm in the now I'm in the uh now I'm in the scenario that's going to happen before we die of having the six or the seven going into overtime and then the and then the one team you know gets the field goal and then the pick six for the for the for the cover uh and then Zane Gonzalez booted it and as he booted it it goes up and I'm like fuck dead center and I actually like looked away I think I was, like, hanging out with my daughter or something, so I looked away to be like, hey, Theo, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden, they were, like, short. And I was like, what, short? Yeah, <laughs> right? that like, never happens. Like, yeah. when do you ever see a dead – like, unless it's, like, one of those 60 yarders at the end of a half, when yeah. do you see an NFL kicker get short? Now, they miss wide left, wide right, but how often do you see NFL kickers short the kick? That is very rare. That was so – I – I the second I saw that go up, I was like, fuck, overtime, <laughs> right? And then the announcer was, like, short, and I, I – lost my mind i was like oh my god so great and it wasn't even like it was a long boot either it was only like 48 49 or something wasn't it and he he missed it like who is it jeff sly or what's well, i forget his first name because i joey. got a joey sly i've got a finite amount of brain space and i can't really fill it with the names of kickers but sly tried to tie the game up or what or was it win because it was a two-point game i think he tried to win it with no, yeah, like he's a, kick for the win but i was like from 67 yeah and he was kicking for an nfl record kick and he so he did the thing where he's like i gotta put enough on it and then just kind of hope it goes through the uprights and he put enough on it except it went like you know 20 it went like 12 yards wide right like it like the second it left his foot you were like nope but he had enough leg on it to make like a 70 yard kick but uh because he was just booting it so hard he didn't have the accuracy and can't really blame him for that because i'm like he's like well i'm trying to kick the longest field goal yeah in recorded no, in nfl history no, no human's ever done this anyway here's my try yeah uh, exactly and so yeah. he, he so he's like all leg and then no accuracy but like yeah the saint gonzalez one oh man i couldn't believe that um the los angeles chargers though they have some institutional problems and it's really weird because they love anthony lynn there and i don't think he's a bad coach it's just he gets so conservative because like like the 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 stuff at the end of the game was just the iceberg the the first off they should got four shots to the end zone they only got two and both of the plays they did were horrible goal line fades to tight ends with like no margin for error one one was to mike williams but yeah true Uh, yeah what about the idea of and call me crazy uh you have keenan allen on the team give it to him bubble screen yeah how and, like we see bubble screens work from the one all the time? Anyway. Yeah. Oh, so bad. Yeah, a lot of lot of things that could just any sort of play call. It's not a fade. I hate the goal line fade so much. It's such a stupid play. But like the the stuff they did at the end of the first half was just as egregious. They got the turnover with like eight seconds left and two timeouts, and they don't take a take a shot to the end zone. They kick a field goal right away. They just line up to take their three. 
Like, what are you doing? You got you take at least one shot, and it's just you can just just throw it deep. Yeah, just decisions like that are, are are just so institutionally bad. But I I I man, they've got something kind of special going on with with Justin Herbert right now. I think for the purposes of this football game, though, I really like the Miami Dolphins as the short home favorite. I think they're great. Tua was excellent. I think they are so well coached. Brian Flores is, is he's my coach of the year right now, and it's really not close. Yeah, but, I mean, no, uh, I had some Bill Belichick money I put down at the start of the season. I thought that was free cash. Yeah, me too. What are you going to do? Um, I, I really like this. This is going to be a great football game, I think. I think it's going to be a lot of offense. The 48 is interesting to me. I don't know if Vegas knows something I don't know. I thought that that was a little bit low for these two teams. Uh, Dolphins minus two and a half short home favorite against the Chargers, Bill. What do you think? Dolphins. I, I, think, uh, I think there's going to be some points scored here. Um, two young quarterbacks, give me the one at home. I mean, he, he's been playing, not specifically he, Miami's been playing better, uh, and they're at home. So give me Miami. Uh, Miami 10th in DVOA, Chargers 19th. Uh, Craig, Dolphins minus two and a half. I want the Dolphins. I think this line is, should be Dolphins. Uh, it, it should be higher than three. Uh, and it's not. Like, give me, the, the Dolphins won my five. I, I, I yeah. love the Dolphins. Yeah, they they narrowly missed my five. They were they were like the Browns for me. I, I had them written down though. I really like the Dolphins. I have something I sort of want to say about Gilbert, or about Gilbert. Jesus, about uh, Herbert. Um, but I'm afraid if I say it to you guys, that it, it'll be one of those glass shattering moments. And then from now on, every time Herbert throws the football, you won't be able to unhear what I'm about to say. So, do you guys want to hear me? say this yeah whatever um sure i i think that justin herbert his fate is to be the next generation's matthew stafford uh from the perspective of decent quarterback puts up good numbers but the team is just never good yeah i, I can think, see I, th- I think that's it i i, I th- that's that's i don't i don't wish that on him but i just i i feel like i'm being a bit of a a seer on this one and i just i'm 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 worried i'm worried for that man because i just i think the Chargers have kind of those institutional problems and uh i don't i don't know that's i hope not but that's that's what i'm currently seeing Man, he's good, though. Uh, Next up, another great football game in the making here. The Buffalo Bills heading to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. The Cardinals currently minus two. However, I will tell you guys that this line opened up as Cardinals minus one. I picked minus one as one of my five. So if you guys want the Cardinals at minus one, it is there for you. This should be a tremendous football game. Uh, Buffalo Bills, I think, uh, riding really high. After a very good, very emotional win over the Seahawks, the Cardinals with a tough emotional loss to the to the Dolphins. So I think they're going to be a little more uh, ready to go in this one than the Bills will. So I, I like the Cardinals as the short home favorite, getting the the minus one. Cardinals uh, currently minus two, but I'll give you at minus one. What do you think, Phil? I don't feel like I have a great read on either of these teams. Um, both good, both capable. If it was even more than a couple points, I would just take the points here. But one is so low. Um, I think I like Buffalo here. I think Buffalo's going to, mm. on the road, be able to take a W here. So give me Buffalo. Uh, Arizona, 11th in DVOA. Buffalo, where's Buffalo hiding? 13th. So uh, Arizona, slight favorite in DVOA, but not by too much. Uh, Cardinals minus one. What do you think, Craig? I feel I I feel the same way. I I, I think I'm gonna go with Arizona though. Mm-hmm. I'll just take the home team. I think that uh, that's 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 the way to go for me. So um, there, like I, I I'm excited for this football game. This is a good game. This is a good game. Here's the thing that scares me about taking the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury, when the game is on the line, and I don't want to paint with a broad brush here but uh he does not have uh balls (laughs) when the game is on the line he is a a coward when the game is on the line he just i mean kyler murray had over 100 yards and they they were down three and they just got they played for the field goal it's like what are you doing 
I, I didn't I didn't get that at all. I mean, I appreciated it because I had the Dolphins plus the, plus the six in that game. But yeah, Cliff Kingsbury's got to stop doing that. He he needs to he needs to get ag- uh, aggressive, uh, knowing he's got the the weapons that he's got and and uh, I guess hashtag let Kyler Murray cook when the game's on the line. But uh, yeah, here we are. Um, next up, your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos heading into Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Uh, Raiders minus five. Uh, this line is a bit high for me. I They're not one of my five, but they narrowly missed it. I, I like the Broncos getting the five. How do you feel about your boys going in this week? I'm about to say something that hurts to say out loud. Okay. But I, I, in the interest of, of honesty and transparency, I have to say it. Mm-hmm. Scott Hansen. Oh, goodness. Don't show this game. And that's crazy because this is a very watchable not game. Bad. Yeah. It's not bad. But if you look at the rest of the floor clocks late, this if I have to pick one at four. Uh, this is... yeah. I think you're 100% right. Denver 29th in DVOA, Las Vegas 22nd. So, yep. like, on, on paper, or, like, DVOA-wise, not the sexiest matchup. How do you feel about your boys, though, getting five on the road? I think that five's too many. Mm-hmm. I think five's too many. So I would be uh, uh, I'd be comfortable taking Denver here if I were betting on this game, which I will not be because I never do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think five's too many. Uh, Bill, Raiders minus five. What do you think? Two weeks ago, I would have said the Raiders, um, but, but I feel like Locke has, has been able to air it out a little bit against a few teams. Um, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing in the passing game. I think they're going to need to score points to keep up here. Uh, so I like Denver and the points here. I think they'll be able to keep it somewhat close. How do you feel about Drew Locke right now, Craig? Um, not great, uh, to be honest. I, I because the, the question on Drew Locke wasn't, you know, can you put together a couple of good games here or there? The question on Drew Locke for the Broncos coming into this year is, is Drew Locke the guy? Mm-hmm. And I, like, they're, they're, they're just, there have been some ugly games. Uh, the Chargers game, 80% of it, the offense was uh, unwatchable. The last 20%, they were gangbusters. But 80% of that game, the offense was unwatchable. Uh, against Atlanta, and Atlanta's had a couple of nice games like this this year, but uh, I guess Atlanta they just it was it was ugly from the very start, and they 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 were able to make it close at the end, but you never really thought Denver was going to win, or if they did, it was going to be kind of a kind of a miracle victory. Um, yeah, I, I I'm I'm not thrilled with where Drew Locke is at right now. I'm not I, I'm not thrilled. And look, there it, it's an up and down season. He's been hurt, and further to that, I think that I might maybe I'd feel a little bit differently if Court and Sutton was around. Uh, and if Fant hadn't been banged up a lot of the year, but I just, uh, I, I was, I, I was, I was hoping that he'd be a little bit further along at this point in the season, put it that way. Yeah. He's, 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 I don't know. It's like he needs four play or something like that. Cause you know, he doesn't get going till the fourth quarter starts, but once the fourth quarter starts, well, let me tell you something. lights out. <laughs> Broncos fans have been through this before. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen this. <laughs> That's true. Debo, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is not the, it's not the yeah. first time Broncos fans have been through. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, he kind of waits till the fourth quarter and then things get really going. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just, uh, I, I just, I, the consistency is what I'm looking for because the great plays are there and there's some of the, the, there's great moments, obviously, uh, certainly one against the Chargers. But uh, the great plays are there. It's just I, I, I got to see some consistency. We're not seeing that yet. Uh, next up, the Cincinnati Bengals are heading on to, to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Big Ben is in the COVID reserve protocol, the same way Matt Stafford was, where he doesn't have it, but he was in close contact. So the worry there is that Big Ben won't be practicing all week, and then he was weirdly limping, although you take that with a grain of salt when it's Big Ben. He's been... Uh, Roethlisberger has been one of the, the guys over the years who, who tends to play up the injuries for dramatic effect. Uh, this particular case, he did miss a drive. True. So, but, uh, so again, grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, so both of his knees likely hurt, plus the, uh, plus the COVID thing. Um, I will say this to you guys. This line opened up at uh, – this line is currently 7.5. It's Steelers minus 7.5. This line opened up on Monday when I wrote it down for one of my five at Bengals minus nine and a half. When this row opened up, it was Bengals minus nine and a half, and I jumped on Bengals that. Bengals plus nine and a half, you mean. Pardon? Bengals plus nine and a half. I don't think the Bengals yeah, ever. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Bengals, yeah, yeah. Plus, Bengals plus nine and a half, and I jumped on the Bengals. So if you guys want it for the purposes of this exercise, Bengals plus nine and a half is there. Um, 
the seven and a half is still pretty enticing. I mean, Joe Burrow is is a guy who covers. He just plays good football. Bill and I were going through his numbers off mic before the podcast started, and like he, they're not sexy in terms of the uh, touchdowns. Like he's eleven and five right now, but man, he just he plays good football, and I, I think this game will be close. And at <laughs> nine and a half, it, it's it's simply too much division game and the Bengals are at least good uh I know Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's you know Roethlisberger's and the COVID thing so and and so far this season when guys play after not practicing all week in the COVID reserve they don't necessarily have their best stuff so despite the fact this is the fourth best team in DVOA going up against the 31st best team in DVOA I still like the nine and a half what do you think Bill um I don't know. I was high on Pittsburgh last week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, give me the points here. Um, I, I don't think it, it didn't seem like Pittsburgh was absolutely gangbusters last week, and they played some good football. But I don't feel like they've been absolutely overpowering people. And and Cincinnati's a capable team, so give me uh, give me Cincinnati in the points. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans have they've, they've been a lot of them have been saying all week that or uh, pointing out that. Mike Tomlin's been a great coach and all, and they've never finished him finished below 500 with him. Even last year when he had, they finished eight and eight when he had duck Hodges for most of the season, for God's sake. But they will say the one blight on the Tomlinson tenure is that when they go on the road against teams where they're like big ass favorites, they tend to shit the bed. At least from a cover standpoint, they they tend to win a lot of those games, but it's ugly. And in the in the same vein as what we saw in uh, Dallas last week, where they thought all they had to do was show up and they were going to win the game by three touchdowns, and all of a sudden they were down in the fourth and needed Ben to hobble out there and make some moves. Uh, Steelers minus seven and a half right now, n- uh, nine and a half for the purposes of of uh, this podcast. Uh, what do you think, Craig? Bengals. Bengals. Uh, just on, on the subject of Burrow, like, I know there's some people that have been talking about him with, well, you know, he doesn't have the, the great arm strength, which, like, we always use that. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the pros with Joe Burrow are always can really grasp an offense. And the, the thing that I like the most about Burrow, I like the most about him at LSU, like, obviously he's playing with a great offensive line and great receivers. But he's a guy that just knows the pocket. You know yes. what I mean? A guy that's just like, okay, I know that I've got to shift a little bit this way or shift a little bit that way. And I, I, this is like really, really lofty praise. And I know that it's not going to turn out this way. But to me, the the thing that has always separated Brady from the other quarterbacks has not been, oh, man, if that guy's got a cannon, he always just you know can throw it over the top every time. Because that's never been true. He just knows the pocket and is really accurate. Mm-hmm. And that's enough for you to be really good. That's enough for you to be really good. And um, yeah, I I think that that's going to wind up being like, he's obviously not going to be Tom Brady because that's insane, but I think he's going to be a good quarterback for a long time because he knows an offense. He knows how to stay out of trouble and he knows how to not make a ton of mistakes. Uh, Well, I shouldn't say that yet, but I think that he'll get to the point where he knows how to not make a ton of mistakes. So is he ever going to be Mahomes? No, he's not going to be Mahomes, but he's, he's, he's good. He's good. Uh, next up, the Seattle Seahawks heading to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. The Rams are minus two. I love the Rams in this spot. I, I think I, I realized the Seahawks just dropped a tough one at home last week, but and now they're Seahawks dropped a tough one to the Bills on the road. They're they're still on the road. They're going east to west. I I I love the Seahawks. This is a division where when they hook up, things get weird. The Rams in the McVay era have kind of had the number of the Seahawks. I know the Rams haven't looked too good, but coming off the bye week, I I like the Rams uh, to be prepared for this game and to, to cover the minus two against the Seahawks. I think they'll be able to do good. Uh, what do you think, uh, Bill? Rams minus two. I like the Rams here. Um, I think the Seahawks have really struggled with anyone that can – throw it even a little bit um and and golf should be able to make some um some progress there i I don't know that wilson will be able to keep up against this defense so i I think i like taking the rams here uh rams minus two against the seahawks craig where are you uh i i feel the same way i want the rams uh i I know the seahawks coming off a loss and, and look wilson's obviously great but we saw it against buffalo Josh Allen could have written a goddamn novel in the pocket. Like that, it was it was ugly sometimes. 
If he's just allowed to sit back there and wait and wait and wait, he's going to find open dudes or he's going to scramble or whatever it happens to be. The pat like the pass rush is just is horrifically bad for Seattle. And that's another one where if you're management going into the season and you've got an upper echelon quarterback in his prime, and not only that, but you've got like how many receivers would you take over DK Metcalf right now? Not a huge, not, not a lot. Yeah, maybe maybe none. But yeah, yeah. Like I, I think that Arizona's got a better guy than than Metcalf, yeah. and I think the Saints might. But it's it's not a lot of teams that have mm-hmm. a guy that's better than DK Metcalf. Um, it's malpractice to have gone into the season with this kind of pass rush. And I know what their thought process was. Their thought process was, why don't we get Jamal Adams to act as a linebacker type slash safety slash whatever, and we'll generate a pass rush with him. So I, I understand the hustle there, and I, and I get it, and I, th- I, I still, I think, would make that move if I'm Seattle. But there were guys who were around that would have been pass rush threats that just they, they didn't go get. And now the roster is desperately lacking. Desperately lacking. It cost them the game against Buffalo. It cost them the game against Arizona. And it might cost them again this week. Because the way to get the Rams, of course, is to disrupt the timing on everything and have people in Goff's face. That's what Miami did. Uh, the Seahawks just simply don't have the personnel to make that happen. So I'll take the Rams. Yeah, we all agree on the Rams. Uh, last up for the 4 o'clock slate, the San Francisco 49ers head to New Orleans to take on the Saints. The Saints are minus 9 coming off apparently a perfect football game against the uh, against the Buccaneers. I love this spot here for the 49ers, you guys. I, I, I absolutely love it. The 49ers uh, coming off extra rest after getting drubbed by the Packers. Now, that said, we, we discussed it in, in length during the podcast because that game was going on while we were recording the podcast last week about how that game should not have been played. It should have been moved. The Niners will get a few of those COVID guys back for this game. The Saints are – this is a very good buy-low moment for the Niners here because the Niners are riding – like they, the, their stock is so low while the Saints is could not be higher. And I just think the Saints coming off that, a, that drubbing in a divisional matchup against the Niners there – or sorry, in that divisional matchup against the Bucks. I, I just think they, they don't necessarily show up as focused for this game, and I think the Niners are able to – like, like the, I, I could see the Niners outright winning this game because the Niners can run the ball and do that thing that the, that the Saints don't like. I think this is a great spot to take the Niners here. It's a great buy-low moment because the, the Saints couldn't be higher and the Niners couldn't be lower, and the Niners aren't as bad as people think. So I, I, I think this is a great buy-low moment with the Niners getting a, a full nine points here. Uh, Bill, what do you think? Saints minus nine against the 49ers. Yeah, that was all the same logic I had. The Saints aren't as good as they were last week. No team in the NFL is that good. Um, And the Niners, I think they've been very up and down. You catch them on one of their decent days, and and yeah, they can win this game, let alone cover a huge spread like this. So give me the Niners. Uh, Niners getting nine on the road in New Orleans. What do you think, Craig? Uh, yeah, I, I feel the Niners as well. I don't think they're going to win the game, but I would uh, I would want them if I'm uh, picking between the two teams for sure. Uh, Sunday nighter, the Baltimore Ravens are heading to New England. New England on a short week uh, after squeaking by the Jets. That's a crazy thing to say. After they squeaked by the Jets on Monday night, um, Baltimore Ravens minus seven. Uh, the Ravens narrowly missed my my. Uh, they they were one of the the. Ones that nearly missed my five. The Baltimore Ravens should fustigate the Patriots in this football game. I'm a little bit wary because their offense hasn't been as great as I would like it this year, but this is the number five DVOA team versus the 26th DVOA team. I don't like taking high lines on the road, which is why I ultimately didn't select it as one of my five, but I like the Ravens getting the minus seven as this, and I'll probably tease this down on a couple of tickets this week. What do you think, uh, Craig? Ravens minus seven. Yeah, I want the, I want the Patriots, and I know that's going to sound insane. Mm. I just think that this is a low-scoring, sloppy game. I don't think that. And I know the Patriots' defense has, has, has had its issues, of course. I just don't know if this is a game where Baltimore kind of breaks out of its uh, breaks out of its slump. So I just think this is a low-scoring, sloppy game. So since it's low-scoring, sloppy, I will want the touchdown. Uh, Vegas will agree with you on the sloppy because the the over/under is forty-three. I just think the Patriots. I think. I think. It's time to get off the Patriots bandwagon. I don't think they're good at football. 
and I realize they're uh, they so, no. the coach, and you don't ever want to go up, don't ever want to go against Bill Belichick, but they 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 just they don't have talent. I and... I, I, I agree. I, I think the Patriots are not a very good football team. All I'm saying is the Ravens' offense is in the bottom third of the league. I have a very hard time giving up a touchdown on the road in that situation. Fair. Yeah, it's it's oh? it's certainly not a great spot. Uh, Bill, what do you think? Ravens giving up seven on the road in New England. I think I like the Ravens here. And I like the logic that it's not going to be a high-scoring game and you take the points and it'll be close. But I have a feeling that because New England has struggled so much, Baltimore might look a little bit better than they have before. And I think they end up taking a win here. Yeah, give me Baltimore. I think we see a little revitalization there, but we'll see. This, I mean, on paper, this game should be a, like, just looking at these two teams, this game should be a bloodbath in, in the Ravens' favor. But who knows? Their offense just hasn't, uh, just hasn't been working. I'll tell you what over-under I, I like that I didn't, uh, that I forgot to bring up earlier. But Seahawks-Rams is 55 and a half. I think that's a good that's spot to take the, that's a good spot to take the under, isn't it? I agree. Yeah. I, I, I like that for the under. Uh, last up, Monday Nighter, your boys, Bill, the Minnesota Vikings, the revitalized uh, Minnesota Delvin Cooks are heading into Chicago to take on the Bears. The Bears are getting three at home. Uh, they're not going to be one of my five, but I'm sorry to say that I think this is a good spot to take the Bears, uh, Bill, getting three at home. Uh, how do you feel about your boys laying three on the road? I think – Minnesota to do what they've done the last couple weeks requires a certain game script. And I don't think the bears are going to let them have it. Um, the bears defense is good enough where you're playing them in soldier field. They're not going to let Dalvin cook get seven yards of carry. Um, and I don't love betting on those Vikings when they don't get to do what they want. Uh, so uh, Here's, I, mean, I, I like the Vikings. I think they could win, but I think Chicago is going to be disrupting. Here's the other end of that though is the way to really get the Vikings off of their game script is to, uh, by scoring a bunch of points. Mm-hmm. Because then they have to throw the ball to catch up. I don't know how many points the Bears are going to score. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, Nick Foles, every once in a while, man, has has one of those games where you're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy who beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm going to – I know this is the Monday night game, and most people don't avoid the Monday night game, but I'm going to mm-hmm. avoid the Monday night game because I just don't love – I don't love either end of this. I just think the Bears as the home as the home dog are the favorite because the Bears aren't terrible. It's a divisional matchup, and yeah, I, the Bears have got to be the spot. They they narrowly missed my five. I just I, I think it's got to be the Bears getting three at home. That's I don't know, just my opinion. Yeah, no, uh, that's fair. It's a, uh, um, I don't I, I I don't know. The Vikings obviously had a tough start, mm-hmm. but. Like, are they out of it when it comes to making the playoffs in the NFC? Keep in mind, there's they win this game. A seventh team. No, if they if they get this one, they're they're they'll be what four and five if they win this game, and then they, they'll, yeah. they'll they'll be four and five. Uh, and the cur- out of it. The current three wildcard teams are Tampa Bay six and three, Cardinals five and three, Rams five and three. Well, yeah, but there's nobody in the NFC that has seven wins, right? That's correct. All, all of the top teams, yeah, have six wins. So yeah, the NFC is pretty bunched up. So yeah, you, there's no reason the Vikings couldn't go on a little bit of a run here. Yeah, because the schedule is not super friendly, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not bad. Yeah, Bears, Cowboys, Panthers, Jaguars are the next four. Yeah, those there's some should be some W's in there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I uh, obviously though it uh, as you said, uh, Bill, it, game script is a big part of this. And against the Lions and against the Packers, they were able to be in a position where, oh, yeah, we're going to give the ball to Dalvin Cook 25 times. And mm-hmm. that went extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they can do that against Chicago, that can be all right. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think it comes down to not so much when the Vikings have the ball. I think the Vikings are scoring, you know, 20 to 24 points in this game by the time it's all done. Uh, maybe not, you know, maybe somewhere in the, you know, 17, 17 to 23 range, somewhere in there. Uh, the question is going to be, how good can the Vikings' defense be? That'll be what decides this game. I, th- I, th- I thought I heard Matthew Barry, uh, you know, fantasy football analyst Matthew Barry, say something like, in the last two weeks, uh, Delvin Cook by himself has outscored any combination of, of two running backs by like nine points. I believe that. The last two weeks. So basically, if you had Delvin Cook, if you started Delvin Cook and me 
in fantasy football the last two weeks, uh, you still beat whoever you played in, uh, like, run, <laughs> like you still outscored whoever you played running back wise. Right. So that's a good that's sign. Crazy. Yeah, that's a very good sign. Cause Dal- I didn't Dalvin have any fantasy football. points last two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Dalvin <laughs> fumbles too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a negative I, influence. <laughs> I find it fascinating though, that it's just, and look, different people in charge, all sorts of things that are different. But we're once again in a situation where we're talking about with this franchise. Oh, they've got the best running back, but the game script's got to be right. And, you know, mm. if they get in a situation where they have to throw it a ton, they're going to have a bad pro- – it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Like, we're, Is it 2007 we're, like, again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've, we've been down this road with this franchise before. <laughs> yeah. Not the first true. time. Oh, crazy to say. All right, uh, so that is it for covering the games. All that's left to do is do our picks for Week 10. Billy, you won last week when you went 4-1. and one. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off for Week 10? All righty. I will take the Titans at home on a Thursday. I will take the Dolphins. I will take the San Francisco 49ers. I will take the Denver Broncos. And the last one, I'm going back and forth. Give me, uh, give me the Detroit Lions. Okay, they're minus three and a half, right? Oh, are we are we taking that one or no? Okay, uh, I'll let you have it at the minus three and a half. That seems like sure. A, that seems like a, a regular type of line. I don't think that's out of line. Uh, Craig, who you got? Week ten. Yeah, I am going to take the Cleveland Browns. I am going to take the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to take the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers because I like to get nuts. Mm-hmm. Give me the New England Patriots. Ah, let's get nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the New England Patriots. All right. I would say that's the only pick so far that you guys have made that I don't agree with is the New England plus the seven, but uh, it's not so insanely out of whack. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus the four and a half. Uh, Give me Arizona. Uh, Give me the Rams. Uh, Make it a clean sweep on San Francisco. We're all we're all on San Francisco. I swapped these two out. It was nearly going to be a clean sweep on the Miami Dolphins, but Miami was my sixth. I'm taking Cincinnati plus the nine and a half. So Bucks. Cardinals, Rams, Niners, Bengals are Matt Pierce's five picks for week 10. Uh, crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate, subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, so listen to us there and pump up those numbers, please. Uh, we'll be back next week discussing what happened in week 10 and breaking down week 11. Uh, that'll be it for this week on the Crossover Podcast. Uh, Craig Needles, Bill Needles, as always, just a pleasure doing this with you and can't wait to talk to you guys next week take care and we'll see you next week on the crossover podcast